You're listening to the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show with your host, Coach Tim Campsall, where we talk with successful business owners to hear the stories of their journeys in building their successful businesses. And more importantly, we recognize the folks who help them excel because we know that achieving business success is not something we can do on our own. Hello, everyone. This is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest has, wow, this is pretty cool, has done brain surgery on rats. We're going <laughs> to have her tell us a little bit about that. We can't let that just slip by. In her downtime, she likes to do ceramics, and she is most proud of her kids and husband, who are all very unique uh, in their own ways, but also very hard workers. So we'll have her tell us about our family here shortly. It's my pleasure to welcome Jennifer to the show today. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Tim. Thank you for having me. I, I always enjoy having conversations. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's start by having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born and live, about your family and hobbies. Yeah, so I'm um, born in Indiana. I've always been in Indiana from a small town. So although I, I like to say that I can, you know, play with the the big cities as well as the small cities as well. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been in marketing for, for almost 18 years. Uh, so pretty much, you know, different forms of it. I, I've been around marketing for a, a very long time. Um, it's something I'm really passionate about and something I love a lot. And I'm glad that I you know, finally have entered this space in the last seven years where I get to do it my way and own my own business. <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. So what about, um, what about personally, what family hobbies, what do you enjoy doing? Yeah. Yeah. So personally, um, I've got two children. They are older and out of the house now on their own, taking care of themselves. So super happy about that. Um, it's just me and my husband at home. So it's a unique part of life where it's just him and I, and that's kind of fun because we get to do whatever we want to do. Yeah, um, hobbies. Uh, I love arts and crafts, um, on my own. I love ceramics and anything that has to do with that. Uh, fun fact, I was actually going to be a ceramics teacher at one point. And, oh, wow. Yeah. I kind of saw how it was like, there were cutting jobs everywhere at the time and, Art wasn't really, you know, kind of appreciated. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I should go a different direction. And <laughs> somehow I ended up in psychology. <laughs> so tell us about um, rat brain surgery. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the psychology aspect is I ended up um, going to school for psychology, left art school. And along the way, I figured out I, I was pretty good at understanding the neural networks of the brain and how all that works. And I was a lab assistant and I had to do neurosurgery on rats to like practice. And so I've, I've actually done that. <laughs> you know, it, I, it's, it sounds quite unique that you went from art to science. That's not normally how people's mm -hmm. brains are hardwired. Mm, I know. I'm so I'm a little bit of a chameleon where I do have both the left brain and the right brain and I can fluidly go between the two. So it makes me a little bit unique in that aspect. Yeah, that must uh, come in very helpful in your business. Oh, yes. 
jump back and <laughs> forth. <you know? laughs> yes, yes. I, I can handle the toughest problems <laughs> because I can go between really forward, straightforward to, you know, a little bit more artsy. <laughs> That's awesome. Jennifer, is there a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us? You know, it's a funny story to them, but I'm not sure it's a funny story to that me. That is perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what we want to hear. <laughs> they always like to tell the story how I would always get out of doing dishes at the end of a family dinner. And I just like to look at it like I was very strategic and that <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. And so I would find ways to get out of it, but they always tease me about that. <laughs> awesome. So what, what's an example? How'd you, how'd you sneak out of doing dishes? Oh, you know, maybe I didn't feel good or I'd, I'd be <laughs> off in another room, maybe talking to my parents or something, you know, just some way to kind of avoid it. But I, I was good at it. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So tell us how the business come about and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? Um, so the business actually came about, uh, you know, I had a longstanding career uh, where I was three steps below the CEO at a company of 5,000. And, you know, I was very used to, to doing that high pressure situation. And I thought maybe I wanted to go into uh, where I didn't have to be in charge. Um, turns out it was the worst eight months of my life. Um <laughs> Turns out I need to be in charge. And so I was kind of thinking at that point, like, oh, do I do I need to go back into corporate or maybe I should try my own thing? Mm. Uh, and so I started like kind of working on my own thing and I kept turning down all these CMO jobs and all these high ranking jobs. And I had a friend that really convinced me that I could do it. And lo and behold, at one point, the place I was working at were like, oh, well, we want you to do the same thing like part time. And I was like, okay, yeah, you can hire Elevated Marketing Solutions. And they're like, who's that? And I'm like, that's my company. And that's how it started. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, tell us more about the company. What the, you just mentioned the name, but say that again. What do you do? How do you help people? Yeah, Elevated Marketing Solutions, um, you know, we like to say that, you know, digital marketing is complicated, but your marketing agency doesn't have to be. Uh, we're very data-driven. There is a story to tell with each different data point of your marketing, and it's our job to know that and to know that it's wrong. What do we need to do about it? What are we working on? What have we tried? It's just our job to kind of tell the story to you of what's working and not working and allow someone to do it for you. That's fantastic. So for everyone listening, uh, make sure to check out the company in the link in the description and go visit Jennifer on LinkedIn and tell her that you watched her interview. <laughs> yes, I am on all the socials. You can find me in almost every place. <laughs> So Jennifer, share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it, even though maybe you didn't think you could and that the impact that person had on you. Yeah. Yeah. I always talk about my friend, Cody Sharp. Um, he, well, Lorraine Ball too. They, they really kind of allow me to look at things outside of the box sometimes. So I, I really love being around other people and hearing their perspective because I, I think we all come from different perspectives. A lot of times I think you get inside your own head and you're like, well, this, this is 
this is how it's supposed to be until you kind of open yourself up and listen to other people. So it's either either we listen to other people or something that we thought was the right thing goes wrong. And then we're like, oh, yeah, I should have listened to that other person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm listening for what not to do. Yeah, sure. Sometimes yeah. I'm listening for like what maybe I would want to do out of that. Uh, I'll take bits and pieces from what other people, uh, I just don't want to, you know, as I age, I'm only 45, but as I age, I don't want to be this person that's like, oh, well, that's just how it is. Like, <laughs> I can't be that person, not in my industry. <laughs> no, right. Yes. <laughs> Things are changing so fast that what was is no longer again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So good segue into what's your been your biggest learning as a business owner? Um, I would say probably that uh, I can do anything, but I shouldn't do everything. Mm -hmm. Tell <laughs> us more about that. I love it. <laughs> I love learning. And so I, I have this aspect of myself where I just like to learn. And I, I think that's okay. And I need to stay in that space, but I, I got to, you know, let go and let somebody else kind of take the wheel and not be in all of the, the nitty gritty, try to stay more higher level. So that's currently the bigger transition that I'm kind of in right now is, well, there's other people that can do that. <laughs> and, and I think that is a, it's probably the hardest thing that business owners go through because yeah. When we start, typically we're all solopreneurs. And so we have to learn everything and do everything and then yeah. evolve and have employees. And then right, it's just hard to let go because we're so good at it or we're just so accustomed to doing it. But to your point, it's not things we should be doing. If you know, no. if our value to the company is, you know, a couple hundred dollars an hour or more, and and we're doing a twenty five dollar an hour task, <laughs> yeah, then that's not good. I mean, my true value really is in the strategy part, which is the part a lot of people have a hard time with and understanding. A lot of people understand the what, they don't understand the why. And that's where I need to stay. And so there's just been this transition of, well, I, I used to do that. Um, now I need somebody else to do that. Um, and perfectionism, I think, also stops people. <laughs> yeah. I like things perfect and I have to, you know, let that go. And they're going to do it their own way. And, yes. um, you know, yes. as long as it's, I guess, 80% as good as I would do it, then I, I need to be okay with that. But that's hard. It's very hard. And, and really, it comes back to that opportunity cost, right? So even if it takes a team member twice as long, it's still less expensive than us doing it ourselves. And folks always ask me, well, Tim, how do I know what my value is? So the, the simple equation is you take your company revenue, your annual revenue, and divide by 2,000 hours. So if you're a million dollar company and you divide by 2,000, it means your worth to the organization is $500 an hour. And so it's an easy way to determine, is this task I'm working on worth $500? And, and, <laughs> right? and it's like, oh, so when you do it that way, it's like, oh my goodness, there's a lot of things I need to let go of. <laughs> yeah. I think people start to struggle then with, well, then what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to work on? Uh, um, yeah. And a lot of, mm -hmm. it's tough, right? Yeah. And yeah. Right, we all know what that answer is, but 
it's easy to tell someone else versus tell ourselves, right? What am I supposed <laughs> to be working on? I'm supposed to be working on the business, right? And driving the strategy and the direction and mm -hmm. right? taking care of the team, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. All those things that are actually much, much harder to do. I, th I think that's where my psychology degree comes in, um, understanding motives of people and and all of that, like that, that really helps definitely in marketing, but in general, I can use that anywhere. <laughs> so Jennifer, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about one of your biggest challenges during the years and, and maybe a fellow business owner or a colleague that came alongside you and helped you through that. Um, you know, it, I think the biggest challenge for me is not going to go away. And that is a challenge in itself. Um, our industry is constantly changing. Um, and so, you know, it's hard to do long-term plans or anything because it could change very quickly. The good news is, is I actually like that. Um, I don't do well in calm environments when things are already put together. I need chaos to put back together. <laughs> and so although it's a challenge, some might perceive that I, I do really well in that environment. Um, stick to the basics of marketing, but it's going to constantly be changing. Fantastic. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So uh, who are three people in your business owner journey who you're most grateful for them being part of your your journey and helping with your businesses grow? So who are those three people and how they help you? Yeah, so um, I've already mentioned Cody Sharp. Uh, you know, he kind of convinced me to start the business. And at the same time, um, he we talk daily and we're always talking business talk. So love that. Lorraine Ball, you guys might be familiar with her. I'm live with her like every week. And, you know, prior to the show and after the show, we're always talking about business. And I always say I want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> um, so I, I love talking with her. And then my third source is more of a group. So I'm part of Digital Masterminds, um, and it is a group of agency owners. So it is business owners and they own agencies. So I feel like they really get me. Um, I've been part of that group for eight years and, you know, there's no walls and we all just be who we are and listen to each other. And I think just having that group of people that can tell you what you need to hear and sometimes what you don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. I've heard folks um, be hesitant to do something like that because they're worried. Well, they're my competitors. I can't be open and honest with potential competitors. So just give some insight into that. My competitor is me, who I was <laughs> yesterday. Um, how can I make myself better? Uh, there is plenty of business to go around. Um, I, I don't feel like other people that do the same thing as I do, uh, is a competitor. It's just a perspective. Um, I've learned that there's 50 million ways to kind of run a business and, you know, I've seen some pretty poorly run, still going businesses that could use a lot of help. And then I see ones that I'm like, okay, I want to be that when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> so I, again, it's about perspective and being in front of as many people as I can. I love your perspective. So how I internalize what you said is 
you know, scarcity mentality versus abundance mentality, right? So yeah. Oh, if, my glass is always a hundred percent full. It's yeah. half air, half water. There's, there's plenty to go around. Yeah. I um, love it. And when you, when folks for everybody listening, when you have that perspective that there's more than enough to go around, then you, you tend to be more open to, right talking to other people and sharing ideas with others because yeah. it doesn't matter, right? They're not going to steal your business. <laughs> you have confidence too in yourself. You're like, it doesn't matter whatever it is. I'm going to figure it out. Um, you know, I'll figure it out. So if you have that confidence then you, you're not trying to guard everything. Um, now I, I will tell you, you know, these, these three groups, I've been part of them for so long and people kind of come in and out that, like they do know me pretty well. I think at first, um, it's really kind of hard to break down the barrier with me at first. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, you know, I've interacted with you a, a few times and I would not have thought that you seem very, you know, <laughs> and bubbly. So that's an, inter <laughs> that's an interesting uh, insight to share. <laughs> there you go. Like, you know, there's two sides to me. Um, <laughs> so Jennifer, I told you I, just, I was a chameleon. <laughs> that, that's true. That's right. You did. <laughs> as you think about the next three to five years, what's the biggest challenge that you see that you're going to face in hitting your goals and who are the types of people that you're going to need to address that? Um, I'm going to need people who think more strategy. Um, you know, in my industry, there's a lot of things that are moving, you know, with AI and um, the what is going to be taken care of by AI. But the strategy aspect, if you can think in that aspect, is, is who I really need on the team. Um, I think we're going to see smaller agencies because a lot of that what that was kind of maybe done by a human is going to be done by AI, but the strategy level will never be done by an AI. And so I think that's kind of the challenges that I'll, I'll face. Um, it was already moving fast and then it just exponentially went insane in the last year. <laughs> So it, that is the challenge that just that things are changing so fast that you need strategic people to help navigate through those changes. Am I hearing yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Like what, what do we listen to? What do we not listen to? You know, there's with, with any new trend, um, you know, there is hype. And so some areas there's hype and some areas there's not. So you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Sure. And um, and in our industry, that's where you have to be. If you if you know the basics of marketing, it's it's my job to sell people products and services. If I understand that, it doesn't matter where the trends go. Right. Just you know, stay there. Know when to go hard in one area and when to pull back. Yeah, I like that because um, if we just chase after the trend, it's not necessarily going to work for you know, our particular business or our industry or. No, no, you're putting somebody else in charge. Um, you're letting them have control and you feel like you just need to follow those trends and trends will come and go. And if anything in tech, they, they can come and go in a snap. So <laughs> if, if you've got everything dependent on trends, it, it's not a good idea. It, it's a roller coaster. I like what you said in the beginning about being very data focused. So one of the principles we teach uh, our clients is we call it a marketing 10 by 10. So, the, but the idea is, you know, you have to have more than one strategy, right? We yep. recommend 10 and, yeah. 
and that you have to test and measure every strategy to understand what's the return on investment, right? You can't just hope and pray that something's going to work or follow a, yeah. the trend. You've got to understand the data and, and determine if it's working. So talk to us a little bit more about your data focus. Yeah. So I, I can talk about the, the, the marketing aspect, but I can also talk about business wise. Um, you know, I didn't know a lot of the metrics that you needed to know specifically for running an agency or even running a business. What I knew is I needed to make more money than I spent. <laughs> that simple. <laughs> but once I started to understand and listen into conversations with other people like, oh, well, there's this and there's that. And I've really been able to kind of fine tune the business and figure out, you know, where are the places where I have problems and here's the possible solutions. We take the same aspect in marketing. Um, we There's a funnel to someone purchasing some, something and people are getting stuck in different aspects. Is it statistically sound? Okay, then I, I what are my action steps there? And rinse and repeat over and over. And it's the same thing in business. Yeah, it's, um, I, I appreciate you sharing that because uh, it's marketing is not black and white always, right? It's, you, no. you, you can have a strategy, but then how do you implement that strategy to get it to work? takes a lot of tweaking and adapting and testing and measuring, right? To figure out what what works and what doesn't. Because something that might work for client A, you know, in the same industry won't work for client B. And it's like, why is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's a common fallacy is people are looking for these like either instant results or instant solutions. And that's why we don't sell packages. I don't believe in packages. I believe everybody has a unique business. They have unique problems that they need to solve. And so when we come to the table, we're providing a unique plan that's going to work for that person. Also, why we don't believe in scaling really large as an agency. Mm. What's the, yeah, tell us more about that. What's the, what's the concern there? Um, so I've had 28 employees underneath me and 10.5 million, and I've kind of had this large, and I don't think that, um, you know, there is, uh, any differences between running a small agency and a large agency, you know, that it's same problems. I think where you get in the mix here is with our particular industry, it's moving so fast. You have that element, other element that is moving quickly. So I believe in staying small and making sure that we're constantly growing on what, you know, else is out there. Yeah. is better than having a lot of this hand is not talking to this hand and they don't know what's going on. Yeah, I love it. It's back kind of back to the the whole strategy focus, right? Of making sure that you're you're doing the right thing for your clients by yeah, staying close to to what the objectives are and and making sure you're hitting the deliverables. Yeah, yeah. That's why I also don't believe in niching down. So I know for a lot of people, they're like, oh, you should focus on just this in this specific industry within marketing. I'm like, number one, it sounds super boring. Number two, where's your creativity? <laughs> like you have no creativity if you're having to do the same thing across the same industry. Number three, like you're not learning from other industries, like how to take that across the board. So I just I'm not a big niche. I'm not trying to scale this huge, large agency. I do want to be very profitable. Yes. That gives back <laughs> to our employees and has great lives. But 
I don't want to focus on this big machine. <laughs> uh, you you just raised another good point of niching or targeting is it can be mis that premise can be misinterpreted of oh I have to only focus on one industry like you just shared right but there's mm -hmm. there's other ways to to target or niche right it could be yeah. Right. We're only focused on small business owners or right. We're ads. focused. We yeah. do a lot of ads. Um, that's that's what we're kind of known for. So if if we're niched in any way, we can do ads for several different industries. Yeah, I love it. Hey, last question here, Jennifer. Jim Rohn, awesome business guru. Uh, he said uh, we become the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So as you think about that, um, what advice would you have for business owners who are trying to do it all on their own and, and not, you know, getting input from others. You can have your core and that's okay. You can have a couple core, but you've got to save that space for being out in front of other people. So you can hear new ideas. You don't want to be in an echo chamber. Mm. I feel like the same thing can kind of happen with social media that if you're constantly in the same core of people, then you start to believe that that's what's true. Um, we put limits on ourselves of what's possible. And so do the people that hang around you. So, you know, try to find those crazy people that are like, yeah, let's try that. Like, you know, like <laughs> those are the people you want to hang around with. If you want to know what your limits are. <laughs> yes, exactly. You, you mentioned social media. It's um, the, the thing that I think most people get sucked into is believing everything they read, right? Of, wow, look at oh, all yeah. these, these, successful business owners and then folks can start to feel you know down on themselves of, oh well, yeah right all those people got it all to get they don't right no they do not all struggling with things about juggling and time ma management oh yeah <laughs> i love the, the, the graphic of like the day in the life of an entrepreneur it really is like that we're like yeah i got this i can do this and then like an hour later like i suck I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. Like yes. it really does happen that way. <laughs> yes. So back to the the group you're part of, like having having a community that you can talk those things out loud with, right, and be yeah. real and transparent is incredibly helpful. Because let's face it, it's pretty lonely at the top, right? Oh yeah, very lonely. Um, and we meet like every two weeks, so it's like consistent. You know, somebody that you can kind of go to. I'm sure everybody listening, you've had an, a time where right, you, you weren't sure if you were going to be able to make payroll that week. And, and right, the, the lonely at the top is you definitely can't share that with your employees, but no. <laughs> you shouldn't <laughs> carry that burden on your own either, right? You need no, to yeah, that. yeah, share that. And they're going to understand and be like, oh, I know that sucks. <laughs> like you can do it. <laughs> Jennifer, sounds like you've... Um, had some pretty incredible people in throughout your journey that have helped you with your business's growth. If they were all here on the show today, what would you want to say to them? Thank you. Real simple. You know, thank you for believing in me. There'll be plenty of people that don't believe in you. Find those people that'll believe in you. I love it. Awesome. Jennifer, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being on the show. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campsall. Please help spread this movement by liking and subscribing to our show and following us on Facebook and LinkedIn or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. To join our movement, go to BeMadTogether.com. 
Okay, folks, that's a wrap. Please pay it forward and be sure to tune in next time to the Self-Made is a Myth podcast.